1: About this.
2: Welcome to episode 283 of Blue Harvest. I'm your host, Hals Burkhart.
0: And I'm your host, Will Witten.
2: And we're back after a short holiday break. I wouldn't necessarily say refreshed, but back, um, buddy. How was your How was your Christmas? How was your holiday?
0: It was good. I can't complain. It was a good holiday.
2: Yeah, man, just hang out with the family.
0: Yep, that's exactly
2: right. The kids have a good Christmas, man. Liam's at that that fun Christmas age now, huh?
0: Yeah, Christmas is magical, Mm-hmm. and it's great. That's awesome.
2: What was his um, like? So he's three now? He's four. 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 Perfect. What was, you know, I got my NES when I was four. That was my big right. Christmas gift when I was four. Yeah. Um What was his big, like, what was the big thing he wanted for Christmas? <sighs> um,
0: the big thing he wanted was the Playmobil uh, Ghostbuster Firehouse. And nice. the Ghostbusters 2 Ecto-1 because they have, Ecto one and the Ghostbusters two. Ecto one, I believe that's actually the Ecto two, right? It's called the Ecto one A. Oh, okay. I gotcha. Um, It may be called the Ecto two in the movie, but on the box it said Ecto one A.
2: He's big into the Ghostbusters, huh?
0: Right, big into the Ghostbusters. Okay, and so those were that, and my wife went walls to the walls and bought like the like the eighty dollar proton pack replica, like there, are you know, like how, you know, it's got, it looks good, man. Like it looks, you know, it's not the blow up one. It's uh, the actual, I don't know if it's cast from rubber or plastic or something. I can't tell what, but like it's got the hose and the, you know, the gun, the proton, you know, thrower looks, I mean, it looks good for a little kid. Like he doesn't realize has he? Has How he been? Actually has
2: he been going around the house busting ghosts with him? Oh,
0: busting ghosts! Fuck yeah, dude! And that's my wife awesome. thinks it's funny, so he he can sing the whole Ghostbusters song, right? Sings it every day. It's really bad. It's to a point where I make him take Ghostbuster days off, right? Like <laughs> he'd be like, "Daddy, can we watch Ghostbusters today?" I was like, "Nope, nope. We watched one and two yesterday." time to let's take it easy because he's getting to where he can quote the movie and a couple times he quoted some swear words and i was like nope 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 we're watching too much ghostbusters time to watch something else
2: dude you know when i was his age i was also way into the ghostbusters and this was around the time you know they were making the the kenner i think it was kenner that did the figure so one christmas i got the firehouse amazing like One of the coolest toys ever, right? Right. And I remember one time, one summer, we were swimming, and I was fucking hyped, man. You know that fucking hyped little kid energy. You know what I'm talking. Of course, you know what I'm talking about. And I remember getting out of the pool and telling my dad, "We came, we saw, we kicked its ass." (laughs) I got in trouble. Who did I get in trouble?
0: That one was a bad one. And I had to turn it in to kick his booty. Okay. Okay. Um, and that's what he says now. So he doesn't get in trouble. Um, but my wife uh, thinks it's funny when he's singing the Ghostbuster song to get him to say the one where he's like, Bustin', Bustin makes, makes me, me feel good. good. I was like, every time, I was like, Would you not do that? Could you please not do that? Because <laughs> I'm the one that's going to have to go to the principal's office. And every time she's like, Bustin' makes me feel good, I, I'm like, Go into the principal's office. <laughs> Bustin Here comes makes a parent teacher <laughs> meeting. But dude, that is the best part of the song.
2: You can't deny. I know. And busting does make me feel good. So like I mean, I know. It's one of those universal truths. <laughs> man, that's awesome. Oh man. You, dude, yeah, you you got to think by the time
0: I sent you a picture of him. <laughs> oh, I see it and, and it is
2: pack, awesome. Right?
0: Look at little it's,
2: Egon Spangler.
0: It's got the little tubes and uh he says acolor spores molds and fungus. He says that? He goes around he goes around saying, explores spores molds and fungus." <laughs> man you gotta
2: figure by the time it's okay for us to go to theaters and that new Ghostbusters movie is out like uh, you gotta take him right I got to right man it, if everything's all good then I think old, old weird Uncle Halls might have to come into town and check that one out with you guys
0: He, I still have to scary, sc- uh, cover his eyes for the scary parts Yeah, but, you know
2: who does
0: <clears throat> That's awesome, man.
2: Well, I'm glad to, to hear everything. Um well,
0: it was a good Christmas. Yeah, it was a great Christmas. It was great.
2: No, it's uh, you know, a little I some bacon and a bunch of cooking and Oh, uh, what what did you do? Well, you know people wanna know what did Jeff Will oh, get up to.
0: I made um this is gonna sound weak because it's not a lot, but um my fam, my Christmas dinner was not that large, you know, with right. my tiny family and her mom and dad so like it's you know it's like four adults um so i made pork chops and i glazed them with a uh, a honey brown sugar chipotle glaze mm. and then i made sauteed green beans and i sauteed them in olive oil till they got real crispy got some color on them and then added some garlic and just let the the leftover heat just barely cook the garlic uh, and then heavy salt and pepper, and that's my green bean dish. I did potato stacks. I have my mandolin, and I sliced potatoes, Yukon gold potatoes really thin, mm-hmm. and then I melted a stick of butter and added half a cup of Parmesan, half a cup of cheddar cheese, uh, some fresh thyme, some fresh uh, rosemary, and oregano. And then I tossed those thinly sliced potatoes in that butter mixture, uh and made sure as much of it was coated as possible and then you stack them like then you grease a muffin tin and you stack those potatoes you know in the muffin tin to the top and then you cook it you cover it with foil and you cook it and uh then you take the foil off halfway through and they'll get crispy and then you pull them out and you've got these little they're like scalloped potatoes kind of but they're all in one stack and they're they're cheesy and buttery in the middle and crispy <laughs> on the bottom and the top that sounds good. Yeah. Well, it really all good. sounds good, but. And then rolls and corn. Nice.
2: You know. Oh, uh, dude, I got to tell you um, what Jesse got me for Christmas. I'm going to send you pictures of it, right? Okay. But it is an exact replica of the jacket I was awarded for competing in the Kumite back in oh the Oh, my day. goodness. Oh, my goodness. You should look at the, the pictures I just sent you. And... Uh, it's awesome. I don't
0: know if my brain can handle it. I'm kind of scared.
2: I'm telling you right now, it, I, when she gave it to me, I, I had to be like, I love this. I think she could tell by how excited oh, I was.
0: Man, are you
2: kidding me? And I, That is awesome. And I had Oh, to, my God. I had to tell her, like, look, don't think I don't like this when I don't wear it every day because I don't want to wear it out. Because, oh my
0: goodness, because it's the shiny, yeah, guy, it's that shiny satin or whatever it is.
2: And it is, it's literally, one of my biggest biggest regrets is when Amanda and Goose gave me that uh, Boba Fett hoodie. You remember that thing yeah. that I wore all day, wore every day? Yeah. yeah,
0: until it no longer looked like Boba Fett.
2: Yeah, I blew the elbows out on it and stuff, and I was like, man, I just wore it too much. And I don't want that to happen with this, so, like, I wore it on Christmas, because I was like, it's time to break this. Bitch I don't up. know
0: why, but I would wear that to Nick. Like, the oh, Nick yeah. is the place where I would fucking wear my Kumite jacket. When it's
2: safe to go to such places again, absolutely. That's a going out jacket because, you know, it shows everybody, hey, I, I participated in the Kumite back in nineteen eighty. <laughs> I was
0: born from the years 1980 to 1985.
2: And, uh, you know, it sucks because I had to give away my original Kumite competitor's jacket. To, yeah. to save a bunch of people that were held captive by pirates. So, it's nice to have one again.
0: Right? Uh,
2: anyways, um this week we don't have a ton of Star Wars news to cover. In fact, I imagine we're going to be looking at some lean weeks in the days ahead, my friends, you know, seeing oh. as the Mandalorian just wrapped up, but always Our Star
0: Wars l- flow is so heavy.
2: I recently. know. I know, man, so... For some light days. Yeah, a little light, but we have a couple of things to talk about, and then a lot to hear from you guys, a lot of catching up to do from you guys, so we will definitely be doing that. Before we get to that, let me do a little something that I haven't done in the last few weeks, and that is give you guys the business. <laughs> you can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram. At Blue Harvest Pod. If you want to email us voicemails or emails for, you know, keep us occupied in the slim days ahead, Blue Harvest Podcast at gmail.com. And we also have a Patreon. If you really enjoy the show and you want to support us for as little as $3 a month, you can at patreon.com slash Blue Harvest Podcast. There's a ton of bonus shows up there already. The Instagram or Instagram Patreon machine will be cranking back up. We're going to have a episode of Jaws coming out in the next couple of days. Uh, I will be figuring out linking up with uh, Steel to do a year by podcast. And we've got Cooking with Will. Oh, no, it's Hall Solo. Masters of Harvest, Kasi, Padula Rasa. The list goes on and on and on. Also, you have all of my immediate um, Mandalorian reactions. That's something I did for the Patreon. Uh, And, uh, you know, constantly trying to think of cool new stuff to put up on the Patreon. So once again, if you're interested, check it out. Patreon.com slash Blue Harvest Podcast. And all of this information is also in the show notes. If uh, you don't feel like uh, just remembering it off the top of your mind, Grapes so buddy yes we are about a week and a half out from the end of the second season of the mandalorian and it still still feels a little unreal to me man it is fucking wild what we just went through it is um so (laughs) you will probably remember as will our good listeners that uh the last episode we did with our buddy Steele saunders we were kind of wondering um, was the book of Boba Fett going to be its own thing, like a spinoff or something like that? Or would it effectively be Mandalorian season three?
4: Right. I was pretty and sure. Then,
2: what were you going to say? You were pretty sure it was going to be season three, right? No, I was pretty sure it was going to be a spinoff.
0: Oh, okay. Well, you ended up being correct. <sighs> yes. For as one. Lucasfilm came out and clarified Cause it on on they're bad, but it, it was not a easily knowable.
2: Yeah, and you know there was there was the confusion. So to add to the confusion, just you know a week before we had that Disney investors call where they were like, the next chapter will begin in December, twenty twenty one, and then it you know when the thing comes up and says the book of Boba Fett, December twenty twenty one, people are like, wait, does that mean? that that's season three you can see where the confusion comes from right i can yeah and interestingly enough uh on good morning america um john favreau sort of mentioned how you know they knew they had this big disney investors meeting coming up but they were like hey can you guys withhold this one piece of information so it's a big surprise right right and uh you know they went along with it, and, and damn, what a surprise it was! What an up and down uh, series of emotions I went through because of that whole thing. You know all these big time rumors about a uh, Boba Fett spinoff and uh, an Ahsoka spinoff and a Lando show being passed around for months, and then everything but the uh, Boba Fett show got confirmed.
0: Well, in in all fairness to our skepticism, we're u- we're used to having the rug pulled out from under us. Want, you know. Once the smell of a new Star Wars show is on the horizon, there's a big, you know, there's a build for hype. And then I was like, oh, just kidding. Didn't pan out. Not this time, guys.
2: Well, literally, it seems like every single one plus some panned out this time. You know what I mean? Right, That's right. So, um, yeah, the Book of Boba Fett is filming now. And then production on season three of The Mandalorian will start shortly thereafter, like soon as it's done. Um And I think the big thing that this means is, you know, this coming year, uh, 2021, which we are just a couple of days from ringing in, um, will, you know, we'll, we'll get the Bad Batch at some point. I've heard people saying that Star Wars Visions, the anime show... Yeah. Oh, uh, the animation, the the anime series or whatever is coming this year. I haven't seen anything official about that, but I hope that's true.
0: It would be awesome.
2: And then the book of Boba Fett. That's going to be our three big Star Wars things. And the book of Boba Fett is not coming, you know, until this time next year. So that's yeah, right. So you know, but I think, man, and, and I, I think after that, the dam is broken, man. Like I don't right. see how they get by with just one animated maybe two series and uh, a live action a year that's we already know that's not happening because no. um most likely well definitely Mandalorian season 3 will not be out next year we'll have to wait a little longer on that Boba Fett and then Mandalorian season 3 which will be 2022 as is Cassian Andor as is Kenobi as is anything else that's coming out that year. So basically, like after 2021, it's fucking on, my dude.
0: That's right. <coughs> I think it's really smart, you know, because the classic argument between Star Wars fans before the prequels even came out, you know, you're like, does Boba Fett survive the Sarlacc or does he, you know, digest over a thousand years, you know? And, and you're the always uh, the the general consensus amongst my friends and Star Wars fans was always, you know, Boba Fett's too badass to rot in a Sarlacc pit. He's either going to get out or kill the Sarlacc or somehow something else happens to Boba Fett. That's not the end of his story. And, you know, there are a lot of, you know, there are a lot of people that speculated that for years, for decades. And now you, you get to see, like, guess what you get to see? You get to mm-hmm. see Boba Fett after he's clawed his way out of the Sarlacc pit. I'm sure they'll tell that story in flashback in the book of Boba Fett. Um, but, you know, like, you got it. You got it. You're going to see what uh, what Boba Fett's like after he's pissed off and getting out of that Sarlacc pit.
2: Yeah, and, you know, our buddy Steele on one of his live streams brought up an interesting thing I hadn't considered. And that is, you know how they – so they bring Boba Fett back. And, you know, when you first see his armor in Chapter 9 – this year it's it's on Cobb vanth and it's all fucked up even more so than traditionally right Right. and then he gets it back and he gives it this shiny new paint job well Steele pointed out like a very good reason that they could have done that is to make it easier to follow if the book of boba fett jumps around in his personal timeline so like if you see him with the fresh paint job you know oh this is post mandalorian season two if you right. see him in more of the classic, you know, Empire Return of the Jedi look, then, you know, it's during that era and so on and so forth. So right. I think you're right. I think we will see how he got out of the Sarlacc in the book of Boba Fett. And I wouldn't be surprised if it does do some jumping around in his timeline. Uh, I'm also going out and here and saying I think it's a, I don't think there's going to be multiple series uh, seasons. I think it's a
0: mini series. You think it's a one-shot? Yeah. I would think so. Just because Tamora Morrison isn't necessarily super young, right? Like, this is going to be action-heavy. Yeah, and but... Boba I mean Fett already doesn't wear his helmet, unless he has to, you know?
2: Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think... Um, I think that the shape that dude is in, he could play the role for quite
0: a bit longer but i also think well like, i'm just saying like you know that's not what you sign up for at right. that age right like you know looking for a, a syndication you know you, you want to do yeah your your episodes and get out yeah well yeah and i also
2: imagine like you know there's a good chance that we could see him pop up as one of the clones you know a rex or a whoever the hell right so? yeah yeah I think that's very, not in Boba Fett, but in the other series, like in the, the Ahsoka. Ahsoka series or whatever, right? Even the the Obi-Wan series, you know? That's true. Um, and then I just think, oh, for one, I'm trying not to be greedy. I'm trying to keep my expectations in check and just be stoked that I'm getting the fucking Book of Boba Fett. I don't need it to be multiple seasons. I've already got The Mandalorian. I'm getting the Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, Stoked dude
0: <laughs> But They were like oh you like Mandalorians mm-hmm. Well let me tell you a story about a Mandalorian Named Boba Fett A not Mandalorian named Boba Fett Yeah and, and then you also have
2: to figure That you know I don't think He'll play necessarily a giant Role in the Mandalorian In the seasons going forward But there's definitely right. the potential for back. him Yeah for him to pop back up yeah. When needed and stuff so um
0: speaking the badass crew
2: of uh tamora morrison and the mandalorian we got a special christmas day episode of disney gallery disney gallery the mandalorian disney plus gallery.com the mandalorian.biz um and unlike the first season where they did what was it, eight separate episodes of the yeah. gallery. They kind of condensed it all into one, I don't know, hour and a half special this time.
0: And it's really Which is good. Which fine, but I'm sad because I yeah. really liked that long drawn out stuff. Yeah,
2: and, and you definitely don't. one Another big re- difference between the first one and this this special is there's not the, the round table aspect to it with them all sort of sitting around talking the shit. You can understand right. why that probably didn't happen, given everything going on. Um, but, uh, lots of cool stuff to be had in this special. Uh, the big thing that they do not touch on whatsoever is Luke Skywalker. And to me, that makes a lot of sense. I was, I was definitely sort of bummed that they didn't touch on it, but you got to imagine like they were trying to keep that a secret. They do not need someone working post production on a documentary to leak that out you know what i mean yeah right like to get that Um, out and be like oh
0: mark hamill himself mark hamill himself said that the fact that they that that was kept secret was a miracle you know
2: yeah yeah and and he was apparently on set at least doing the lines and stuff so it was it was cool um
0: you mind if i grab a drink real quick no man go for it it. My,
2: my mouth is getting parched so, you know, they, they sort of went over, uh, you know, the general production. They talked about some things that, um, you know, we heard from the Disney investors meeting, like that they built an even bigger volume for this season um, and, you know, other stuff like that. Uh, there was, relevant to my interest, a pretty extended section on bringing Boba Fett back and Robert Rodriguez's involvement in that. And there's this really cool story about how, you know, he got the script, and when he was sort of thinking out the action sequences, specifically the one where Boba puts the armor back on, he is yeah. he and his kids filmed it in his backyard, sort of mapping it out, and they show some of that. Um, That's cool. And dude, Tamora Morrison is a goddamn delight in he's this a documentary. Beast. Like, oh, in this documentary, yeah, dude, he's like wearing a cowboy hat and gunslingering it up and playing the guitar and singing like just makes me like the dude even more than i already did um but otherwise lots of cool stuff to be had in there you haven't had a chance to see it yet so i don't necessarily think i need to sit here and just tell you every single detail you know what i mean right right um I don't mind though. Something okay. So something I did want to bring up that I thought was interesting. There is a scene where Dave Filoni is directing a scene from the Ahsoka episode, and he's specifically—he's you just see him, and he's directing someone off-screen, maybe like one of the puppeteers that's operating Grogu, and he's telling them like what to do and stuff like that. And around his neck is a COVID mask. Okay. So what that made me wonder was, remember how, you know, they've been going on about how they finished filming just a couple of days before lockdown. Right. That makes me wonder, does that bring that whole idea into question? If he's on set with wearing a mask, Right.
0: Well, not necessarily because people were opting to wear masks before lockdown happened.
2: That's true. So maybe he was just being good guy, Dave Filoni, abundance of of cotton. I didn't even consider that because like. Of the just I can't keep this year straight and and the progress of events from this year, that's probably exactly what it was, because I was wondering maybe it was reshoots, you know, something they went to they went and picked up later in the year or something yeah
4: but you're probably
2: more right in that regard
0: because i went to um new york at the end of february right and we grabbed some n95s (sighs) you know and no one was really wearing them on the plane and like everything still felt safe even though they weren't um but a couple when i got to new york there were a handful of folks that were wearing them especially on the subway okay Yeah,
2: that makes a lot of sense. And I remember um, our buddy Robbo went to Disney right towards the end of being able to do such a thing. Right. And he was talking about that it was hard to find a mask for them to wear on the plane or something. So that totally – you just put the last piece of the puzzle there for me, buddy. You you helped me figure it out. Cause I was wondering, I was like, Oh, interesting. Just cause you know what it was, was watching them film it. Like it's weird now <laughs> seeing people just do stuff regularly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. watching a movie or something. You'd be like, wow.
0: Yeah. Can't watching people doing- at a party. You'd be like, yeah. Y'all yeah. All did. Yeah. Not today.
2: Not today. Satan. Yeah, exactly. So then to see that mask in the one scene, I was like, Ooh, that's weird. Um, yeah yeah okay yeah because you know the last traveling jesse and i did before the pandemic because we went to new orleans and that was at the end of january and that was definitely before anybody was doing masks or worrying about that sort of thing
0: so and what's (laughs) funny is you know my wife likes hallmark movies lifetime hallmark christmas movies um She's not a home to watch them a whole lot, but and during the holidays, she, she tries to watch them. And the, I remember the unnerving thing about that, you know, and some of them are romantic and, like, I guess it just goes to show how much reality has changed is that I'm getting anxiety watching the two of them get close. I was like, neither one of y'all have a mask on. Like, uh-huh. I don't know where this infinite Christmas town is where nobody gets sick right now. Like, where is that in the U.S. where nobody's wearing a mask and everybody's doing Christmas? Like... You know, it just seems so unreal. Like, I know we'll get back there yeah. you, but like but, it like, it, it felt not real to me. You know, like, it, it took me out of it. I hear
2: you, buddy. It's weird, right? It's, it's so fucking weird how that works. Uh, anyways, one day we'll be going to New York and Disney and New Orleans, and we won't have to worry about that bullshit. Hopefully not too terribly long,
0: but... <laughs> Yeah, it's be we'll a worry less. We'll worry about it'll be like catching the flu, you know. Hopefully, your vaccination will mean even if you do get sick with it, it won't be as intense. won't be deadly. For real,
2: For real dude. Um, so, that's really all we have to discuss as far as, like, Star Wars current events. Uh, the High Republic era kicks off next week with the first of the books and the comics and stuff. And I'm gonna be checking those out. So what I think I will probably do um, is I'll probably fill you in as as I get through the books. So i'll I'll give you a little bit of a book report every okay. week and just sort of try to keep you abreast on the High Republic stuff um, yeah. going forward. Um We'll probably I don't know, we'll probably arrange that to where it's towards the end of the episode that way if if you're listening and you you haven't had a chance to read it or whatever yet you don't have to worry about me spoiling anything but right i just figured a i'm super excited for those books it's the most i've been excited for a new star wars book in quite a while and um it's going to be one of the only things going on for right now so yeah but what we do have to take care of is hearing from you guys so, if you're down, buddy, I think we should start cracking away on some of these voicemails and emails. I think we should. All right. Let's get to it.
0: Kia D. Kia D. Cockhead. The only Jedi master who can crash box. Kia D. Cockhead. Running around so you can Cockhead! He's a big Surian stud, he loves to split chicks with his pun. KD! Cockhead. Cockhead! To stroke his cone and suck on his balls. Kitty, Cockhead! What you gonna do when he comes on you now? He's a Jedi Council stooge, but he'll be pumping spooge tomorrow. Cockhead! Herb, Charte, Hartsberger, Charte, Will Win, Charte, Goose Pay, Charte, G Money, Charte, King Tom,
2: Charte, Joe, Charte, G and D, Charte, All right, first up, we got our buddy King Tom Chansky. Let's hear what he has to say.
3: Mm-mm.
1: Hey there, Hawes and Will and Steele. Um, first off, I have to say, Hawes and Steele, happy Festivus, happy Life Day, Merry Christmas. This, I, I am so happy for both of you after watching this episode. Um, it was, you know, it, it was... A really good episode I really enjoyed it I'm mean, gonna be honest you know back a few weeks ago when they first mentioned that a Jedi could be coming for Grogu I didn't want it to be Luke I don't know, I didn't I don't know that I wanted it to be anybody but I think Luke was the best choice and how they did it I absolutely loved and then this whole tease of what's gonna happen a year from next week that's that's pretty incredible too and But I, I'm sure you guys have plenty of thoughts, and I, and I want to hear them all. One thing I want and I don't know if you guys are going to be talking about this, where did Boba go off to? <laughs> you know, he just kind of dropped him all. He just kind of chased them and then peaced out, hit hyperspace, and we didn't see him again till you know, the very end. So what do you think he was doing? Because, I mean, maybe if he was there, he could have picked off the death troopers in space, but he didn't hang around for any of that. So what was Boba doing? It's a simple question, but that's, I got to know. Anyway, thanks, and uh, I'll talk to you guys later.
2: I kind of wonder what Boba Fett was up to, too, man. In fact, when Jesse and I were watching the episode, you know, that night when it went up, like, as it yeah. got towards, before Luke showed up, I was like, they didn't really do anything with Boba this episode. He just kind of left. This is obviously yeah. before his big reveal in the after credit sequence. Um. I do think there was maybe a slight missed opportunity of having Boba see Luke Skywalker again, considering the last time he saw Luke Skywalker, Luke Skywalker was wrecking house. And, uh, you know, that led to Boba falling in the Sarlacc pit. Right. And, you know, Boba probably still doesn't have the highest opinion of Jedi, considering what he saw a, a, a certain purple lightsaber will do off yeah. his
0: dad. So
2: things could have gotten real awkward on that bridge if Boba was there. <laughs> maybe I like to think maybe Boba intercepted, uh, you know, red five signal or whatever. Luke's X wing. And he was like, "Yeah, oh shit, that's Luke Scott. I am not going near that shit. No, said, thank you.
0: No Jedi.
2: Bye. Yeah. No Jedi. <laughs> He went and picked up a snack. He went to Dex's diner.
0: No woman, no cry.
2: (laughs) I don't know what he was up to, man. You know what I think he was up to? I think he was, um, well, no, because I think he already, I was going to say, maybe he was going and uh, finding a replacement for his sweet fucking uh, laser rifle, because he has one, because you know, his gets cut in half.
0: Right. Right.
2: In Return of the Jedi, and then in The Mandalorian, he has another one eventually. But I think it's before <clears throat> when he shows up and kills Bib Fortuna. By the way, interesting little bit of uh, trivia. Bib Fortuna, in that scene at the end of The Mandalorian, was played by Matthew Wood. Matthew okay. Wood is basically the head of Skywalker Sound or whatever at this point. Okay, He was the voice of General Grievous. And okay. also... He played Bib Fortuna in The Phantom Menace when you see him briefly next to Jabba at the, okay. uh, the pod races. <clears throat> Man, I don't know what Bo was up to. Maybe doing his taxes,
0: chopping onions. He filled the power vacuum, you know. But from the looks of it, he was a spineless sack of crap. So, you know, bad candidate to fill the power vacuum. Man
2: man, man, man. I still can't believe that shit. This time next year, I'm going to Bob be... Boba just iced him.
0: You know, what's <laughs> funny is that, because like, I mean, of course he did. I, you would think because he was on, he was on Jabba's when he got in the Sarlacc pit, but, you know, like, you, it's been the Mandalorian exhibiting Boba's code of honor, and then he just shows up on Tatooine and ices Bib Fortuna. you're like... There's not even any conversation. No, well, Fortuna I like is to like, think. Oh, it's so good to see you. I, th- I like and, to think uh, that Boba has just always hated that dude.
2: And it's probably because I don't like Bib Fortuna. You know what I mean? So I'm projecting like I said, he's
0: a bit. signless sex shit. Like, what is there to like?
2: But, like, I just imagine, you know, all these years Boba's been working for Jabba. He's been hanging around Jabba's palace. And he's just like, oh, I fucking hate this dude. If it wasn't for Jabba, I would get rid of this bastard right now. So, sure enough, a few years later, when he shows up to the palace and sees that guy sitting on the throne... O.V., fella, as our buddy Goose would say. It's O.V.,
0: fella. Nice head, I think I'll take it. Yeah, nice head,
4: I think I'll take it.
2: All right, next up, we have a voicemail from...
4: Hi, horse. Will, and Steel. Um, Wow, quite the week with the uh, Mandalorian... um something for everybody quite literally everybody you know steel gets ignite the green horse gets the confirmation of the boba fett series or should we say boba the hut you know king of tatooine lord of the underworld all very exciting and bib fortuna finally gets his come up wow what a world eh um but my question for you guys really is around rangers of the New Republic um, about what you think that show is going to be. I was thinking maybe it'd be fun to have like an intergalactic cop show with Grief karger as the chief. Then you could have Mayfeld as the uh, detective and Grief screaming at him, "Hey Mayfeld, get in my office now!" And Mayfeld being all like, "Ah, oh, chief, why are you always riding my ass?" He's <laughs> like, "Mayfeld, get me results, not excuses." So, I was interested to hear what you guys think. Maybe this could be like a fun dynamic between Bill Burr and Carl Weathers. Um, As as far as Cara Dune, hopefully she can go out one episode, you know, for some blue milk or something and then never come back. I don't know. I'm interested to hear what you guys think. So, yeah, let me know. Um, Thanks for all the good content, guys. Really appreciate it. Um, So, speak to you soon. Bye-bye now
2: something about chris sounds familiar i don't
0: know mighty familiar i can't
2: put my finger on it i have my fingers very sore right now mm. i've got a sore finger band-aid i could use a sword a, a band-aid a for my sore finger um also congrats to chris on the recent engagement buddy
0: oh congratulations on me Um. So I wanted. I like the idea of the cop. The you know. Yeah, and Carl Weathers. It's your shield (laughs) on my desk. I want your badge
2: (laughs) and your shoulder blaster on my desk. Um, I wanted to look it up real quick. I saw a thread somewhere where someone said that that maybe John Favreau. Mentioned that Rangers of the New Republic was going to take place like immediately after Return of the Jedi. Um, And I don't know if that was confirmed or even if that was just um, uh, speculation on this person's part. I'm trying to look it up
0: right now. But if that is the case. It would be cool. Like World War II era. Like, uh, training, like, kind of inglorious bastards, you know, minus the intense gore.
2: Yeah, and, and, okay,
0: so Group this, guys,
2: this comes from Collider. <clears throat> During a somewhat clumsy Good Morning America appearance early today, the Mandalorian creator, John Favreau, cleared up our confusion about what the Book of Boba Fett is and made some minor announcements about two of the upcoming Star Wars series announced during the recent Disney Investor Day extravaganza, Ahsoka and the Rangers of the New Republic. Um, He said Dave Filoni would be writing and producing Ahsoka. No surprise there. Um, The new spinoff will be set during the timeline of The Mandalorian. Rangers of the New Republic that one sounded like it will be spearheaded by Favreau. And what's more, well, both spinoffs are set in the general timeline of the Mandalorian. He let it slip that it would be set right after the events of return of the Jedi. Um, so if that really is the case, then there, there's a lot of cool shit they can do, including showing us operation Cinder, And you know, the fact thinking about, operation Cinder, which took place right after return of the jedi and the fact that they directly name dropped that in the episode with bill burr like i think that's if that's the case i think it's a shoe in that we do see that right we might even see that direct moment with bill burr still part of the empire and stuff i think that could be real fascinating you know absolutely (laughs) so um and and just you know like like you were saying the general vibe of like cleaning up the galaxy post the galactic civil war. I think that opens up a lot of cool possibilities for what we could see.
0: Yeah. Like a whole band of brothers, monuments, men, inglorious bastards feeling kind of thing.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There's there. That is quite, quite fascinating. And, um, It'll be interesting because I think once this whole thing is done, meaning Rangers of the New Republic, Ahsoka, The Mandalorian, once it's done and it culminates in this big climactic event, Book of Boba Fett, of course, it'll be neat to sit down and watch and see this whole big interconnected story, especially if it's going to jump around in the timeline. And technically, you know, the first thing you would watch chronologically would be Rangers of the New Republic—that'll be cool. Yeah, I think that could could lead to a real fun like rewatch once it's all said and done. Okay, so first off, we were gonna do J- Jim's voicemail. We sat here and listened to it, but because we went too long last week, uh, I didn't get to play it when Steel was on here, and it was a whole voicemail directed at Steel. So, Jim, peace and love, buddy. You know we love you around here, but like it just doesn't fit. <laughs> It was something about Steele hanging out with Jake Cannavale and doing drugs with Toro Calcutta.
0: not going to (laughs) happen.
2: It was just, yeah, buddy. I'm sorry. Okay, so going forward in this voicemail and email segment, man, I'm sorry we didn't get to these last week, guys. I'm really sorry. We just went too long. Steele was tired. We were tired. It was a lot to take in the night before. What was that buddy
0: it was a it was a good hearty episode it know? was like, we talked about juicy stuff.
2: <clears throat> so um yeah, uh sorry, so uh going forward if if any of these are directly for Steel, like I'll try to pass them on to him, but like, yeah, we don't have them here, so I can't answer questions for him all right, I think we have one more voicemail, and then we'll get to emails um. First off, we, nor next up, we've got Mr. Burns. You will bring me the Jade Monkey.
3: How's it going, guys? Kelby here. I wrote in an email earlier this week. Uh, It was a pretty long one. Sorry about that. I hate reading long emails, so I'm sorry I put y'all through that. Uh, What I want to talk to y'all about is how people have been reacting since the new episode of Mandalorian came out. Some people are thinking that Disney is going to retcon the sequel trilogy and make a new timeline from where the Mandalorian's been taking place. Uh, I think they're wrong. There's no way Disney is going to is just going to spend all that money making the sequel trilogy and then making two theme parks that are sequel trilogy-based just to, like, a year later say, okay, screw all that, we're going to start all over, all that money wasted, forget about it, we're starting brand new. I just think, like, as a company head, that's just stupid. There's no way they're going to do that. But I want to get Charles alls Benny. What do y'all think? You think there's any chance Disney's going to retcon the sequel trilogy? God, I hope not. I love it with all my heart, to be honest with y'all. Uh, but yeah, that's my question. If they retcon the sequel trilogy, that's probably going to be the moment I get out because I don't want to be going to a Star Wars movie and have to think about when this is happening, what timeline. I don't want it to become a convoluted mess. So, but yeah. Anyways, hope you all are having a great day, guys. Uh, much love for the podcast. Peace out.
2: Yeah, you don't have to worry about that, buddy.
0: I don't yeah, think I you think have to worry right. about that. I think
3: there's no way in hell. Yeah, I mean, see,
2: this is the beautiful thing about having such a expansive timeline in Star Wars. Like, you can have the sequel trilogy set 30 years or whatever after Return of the Jedi, and then that gives you 30 years to tell stories before that. So you have potentially, you know, 25 however many years before Luke goes off to Octu right so like to me they showed us and we kind of talked about it last week a timeline appropriate version of Luke Skywalker and anybody that wants to say that this was like you know like uh, a slight against the sequel trilogy and having us see Luke Skywalker that way I don't think it was that at all Like I said, I think we were just seeing Luke as he was five years after Return of the Jedi versus 30 years after Return of the Jedi.
0: I've seen this argument online (laughs) about how the second season of The Mandalorian was so heavy with nostalgia and Easter eggs and callbacks that it wasn't able to tell its own story or that it was sellout time. And my argument, I just don't put any faith in that because look... You know, you've got all these characters in a universe that you're saying is canonical. Like these, these, you know, why would you not have these characters interact? in the In the galaxy filled with these characters at certain points in the timeline, you know, if they're available for you to interact with, why would you not? Right. To me... Because if you really want to grow those characters and the property, I mean, talk about vehicles to do so. Already established characters within your universe.
2: Right. So to me... And this is going to be maybe quite unexpected from people. But to me, like, the one you could get away with saying, like, well, what was the purpose of bringing them back would be Boba Fett because the last time we saw him, we felt he fell into a Sarlacc pit. And that could very well be the end of his story. I'm glad it's not. I'm glad, that, super glad they did what they did. But, for instance, Luke, to the other cameos and stuff, to me – makes sense within the context of the season i know right people's mileage will vary with that but for instance having bo katan show up when the dark sabers in play and mandalore is in play makes a ton of sense having ahsoka show up makes sense if you're looking for a jedi a, a jedi especially when you have bo katan who has a direct connection to ahsoka, ahsoka. right right <laughs>
0: and That's obviously what I'm saying like you have all these characters alive at the time, right? To just assume that your hero doesn't interact with any of them is really, you know, cutting yourself short. Like, well, especially if you're trying to grow the brand and the property from the
2: beginning, if they were going to do just this uh, a show about a Mandalorian bounty hunter going about on bounties and, and adventures throughout the galaxy. Then you could see how these things wouldn't necessarily fit. But when you. Yeah,
0: and you don't have to go that way. Right. But I'm glad they did. Me too. It lends credibility to the entire universe. Right. You know, it it makes you believe that, you know, those characters are out there somewhere. You watch Return of the Jedi and you'll think, oh, you know, the Mandalorian's getting ready to be a badass right about now. You know, you'll be thinking about what Bo katan (sighs) is what Ahsoka is doing.
2: Right. And. And the other thing is, like, um, once you bring in, you know, a, a baby Yoda and, and you send the Mandalorian out on this quest, Din Djarin out on this quest, to return him to his people.
0: You got two options.
2: Yeah, it's either you return him to the planet, of Yodas, yeah, or you return him to a Jedi. And when you return him to a Jedi, then your options become much Very little- much more limited
0: much smaller,
2: yeah you've got ahsoka who we know is around in this time period you got luke skywalker who we know is around in this period you maybe have have ezra
0: and cal Kestis.
2: yep that's what i was about to say you have ezra but he who knows where the fuck that dude is right now there's he's he's gone until question marks and then cal Kestis. that's just an assumption we don't know he's around post return of the jedi you know what i'm saying but you know your your options are way more limited, and we got Luke Skywalker, and his badass. And I mean, it, and
0: that's the one that makes the most sense. Talk about the most powerful Jedi in the galaxy at the moment, right? A, a Jedi who is actively
2: looking into Jedi artifacts and the history of the Jedi, with the purpose of rebuilding the Jedi Order eventually, makes a ton right. of sense. <clears throat> so. That's how I feel about that. I love them both. I don't I love feel like trilogy. it was too
0: generous. You know what I mean? Like no. I don't feel like it was. And uh, what is it? Fan service. I mean I, I mean, I guess by definition, it is fan service. But I mean, come on, like come on, like do you want Star Wars stories with epic characters? You know, or <laughs> or don't you? And some people don't. I guess some people want well, it purely.
2: I understand the desire for all new unconnected Star Wars. I totally get that. And I have a desire for that too. But I think that's easier said than done when it's set so closely after Return of the Jedi. When you have a baby Yoda. When you have the Darksaber and Moff Gideon's control. Like it just kind of seemed like it was naturally leading to this. And let's be honest, they were wanting to set up for spinoffs this season. Of course. And I came away very happy with how they did it. Like I said, people's mileage will vary with that, but for me and I'm in my it head,
0: like how do you pimp how do you have a Mandalorian pimping around the galaxy with a baby Yoda and not expect to see Luke Skywalker? Like
2: Well, the biggest question about that was like, can they do that on a TV show? Can they yeah, yeah, will yeah. they recast? Yeah. Well you know what yeah. I mean? Like the, the logistics of it right. <clears throat> were the biggest question for me, more so than from a story standpoint. And I fucking loved it. I loved how you they know, did. And I, I love the sequel. I church. know,
0: I know that they've committed to like the de aging of Mark Hamill, but like I, I would not hate a Sebastian Stan Luke Skywalker. Like I would not. I'm not against that
2: either. And if the day ever comes where they're like going to do a Luke Skywalker miniseries or spinoff,
0: Ben and Luke, like even but pre
2: Ben, you know what I'm saying? More yeah, in yeah. this sort of timeline. I would probably prefer they went the recast route than constantly doing the de-aging. Honestly, I think they would have to at that point for budgetary concerns, point. Yeah, you know, but pretty awesome to get de-aged Mark Hamill in the same, you know what I mean? So.
0: Yeah, and see, like, that makes it sound like I'm not, I'm really happy with what we got. Like I am too. I'm just thinking about the potential of having a Luke Skywalker miniseries. Like, do you know how awesome that would be, you know? Like, and of course, you couldn't use Mark Hamill as all well, I would say, like, you know, unless, you know, you do the whole old Luke reflecting on his life, you know, an autobiographical thing, which I don't think would be as good.
2: Well, I could see some benefit in that too, you know.
0: I could see, because you can see old Luke on Two, maybe before Ray shows up, yeah, you know,
2: f- filling out his version of the Sacred Jedi text or something. Right. All right, next up, we've got uh, an email from Josh W. Hello there, Halls and Will, and special guests. That episode kicks so much ass, it's hard to know where to start. First, congratulations, Halls, on getting the Christmas present you always wanted. I sure as fuck did. Secondly, I'm a little confused as to what's happening a year from now. Will we be getting both the Book of of Boba and Mando Season 3, or Boba instead of Mando Season 3? Will we have to wait until 2022 for more Mando? I think the answer to that is yes. We kind of talked about that earlier. Third, maybe it was just my Rebels obsessed brain, but a ship that looked a lot like the Ghost seemed to be parked on the planet where Bo-Katan and her pals were hanging out in the beginning of the episode. It was on the left side of the screen and all I could see was the front of the ship, but the resemblance, resemblance was striking. Did you guys notice that? Anyways, thanks for the great pod and may the Force be with you, Josh W. Um, I absolutely did notice it. And in the days since that episode has aired, I've seen people on Twitter pointing out what type of ship it was. So I don't believe it was the ghost, but when that shot happened, it's a exterior shot and you see Bo Katan's Mandalorian ship parked. And then there's a ship that you only see like the very front of over to the left. And when that happened, I looked at Jesse and I go, is that the ghost? And I think part of it was because how we were talking all the crazy shit that happened this season, I was going into this finale expecting something crazy to happen and, you know, just looking, you know what I mean? Like on the edge of my seat, looking for references and, and, um, uh, Easter eggs and stuff. So I did notice it, but I don't believe it was supposed to be the ghost, but it looked similar for sure. Oh, I've got an email here that I was saving specifically for you, Will. Okay. Um. I answered it on my solo show, but our buddy Colton says, um, he's talking about how he's very excited for Star Wars Visions, and uh, he would say, he said, I would like to hear your idea for a few pitches that you'd like to see. So since they're 10 Anime-inspired shorts. If you had to pitch two anime shorts to Lucasfilm for Visions, what would they be?
0: Let's just say the Tie Fighter one was already on the table. The uh the the snip that we are that you and I know of, mm-hmm. the like the Tie Fighter Squadron uh, anime thing, that would be cool. Um, I'd like to do two more. Like that's a given. Like that that would be. Cause that has a lot of good potential there. Um, Let's see. Uh, The story of the Prime Jedi.
4: That's anime as
0: fuck, bro. Like, give me ancient old. You know, maybe Jedi even using swords instead of lightsabers. Like, that's what I want to see. That one, Buddhist monk, Prime Jedi. Uh, what else would be good anime? Oh, um, I don't know like some I like the super weird stuff that's like maybe doesn't even feel Star Warsy, but like like a colony, like a space colony kind of
2: ooh, you know what they could do is uh, you know how I've always talked about like how a uh horror themed Star Wars story would be cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They could do something like that with like a space colony. Almost sort yeah. of like aliens inspired, right? Right. That and could it be could be cool.
0: like some sort of Sith abomination that gets loose on a, yeah, on a or, station. Or,
2: or, a, or even like a science experiment colony. gone wrong. Or, right. Or even just a hostile species or creature on whatever planet they're colonizing, you know? Right. <clears throat> There's some cool stuff they could do with that, I think.
0: A little The Thing. Mm-hmm. A little bit
2: of The Thing. Get Kurt Russell Mm-mm. with that mullet.
0: Mm. Don't know who it is. Got to take the blowtorch wire to some blood samples. <laughs>
2: All right. Uh, next up we have, this is an email from a different Josh. Hey, guys. I'm flipping speechless. I loved everything about this episode. I don't really know what else to say about it, but I do have a question. What do you think the book of Boba Fett is? A hit list? A bounty list? Can't wait for the episode, Josh. Ooh, I kind of wonder if the book of Boba Fett is just going to be sort of like, um, kind of like what we were talking earlier. Just like,
0: I don't know you how. Mentioned to phrase this it. last week, like you know, the Mandalorian's story is told in chapters, mm-hmm. and that this might just be basically the story of Boba Fett, but it's called the book of Boba Fett. Now, I could go deeper than that. He could write a book about, you know, King Conan, Boba Fett. But I, I got a feeling this is just the story of Boba Fett. Yeah, and, and that, that's kind
2: of what I was going for, is like, is it is it going to be sort of like a book? And these are like or quote,
0: stories in the Book of the Wills.
2: Yeah, or or like, you know, something filling out the adventures of Boba Fett. Could we get, you know, uh, between episode? could we get something telling us about, between episodes three and four of Boba Fett, like younger Boba Fett, fresh on the bounty hunter scene. You know what I mean? Maybe they bring Daniel Logan in or something. You know what I mean? Um, How he got out of the Sarlacc, like him palling around or up against Dengar and Bosk and shit. Oh, I hope they bring some of those guys back. Um, And then obviously I think uh, a large component of it will be uh, whatever he and Fennec Shand get up to because that duo Boba Fett and Fennec Shand is fucking cool man
0: yeah that's what it's all about right I
2: here. am all about that <clears throat>
0: you and me both
2: all right uh next up we've got an email from Hank hey guys checking in again I'm still digesting the episode this was the first time I stayed up until the premiere and I'm so glad I did I don't even know what to say this is the content I'm here for. This episode blew my mind. Could we have ever could we have asked for anything better than this? I'm having so many thoughts. I'll try to refine them a little bit. The episode was already incredible when that ex, but when that X-wing flew in, I just kept saying out loud, "That's Luke. That's Luke." It's hard to imagine they could give him so much justice. The way he clears through the dark troopers was excellent. I couldn't handle it. Honestly, the moment that killed me was when Dan took off his helmet to look at Grogu. Are you kidding me? Somebody was slicing onions. This show, (laughs) especially this season, has created a feeling in me that the original trilogy imprinted on my mind. It sucks we have to wait a year, but this was unbelievable. I have loved seeing the reactions online today. The green was ignited. Merry Christmas, Moisture Farmers. Right on, buddy. I'm glad you dug it. So did we. Me too. Uh, I will have to say, do you know, I don't think we heard the name Din Djarin once in this whole season. Did we not? I don't think we did. I was thinking about this the other day. Like, I cannot remember a single time when he was like, my name's Din Djarin or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Right. If I'm wrong, someone please correct me and let me know when it it happened because I've been
0: I want to watch that last episode because I feel like if anybody's going to say it, it would be Grand Moff. uh, What's his name? Gideon. Moff Gideon, yeah. Yeah. Because he's the one that says it in season one.
2: He is. He is who says it, but I don't think he even did in the finale. Uh, Next up, we got an email from Sam. Howdy, Halls and Will. Hope you're both doing well, and thanks for your awesome Star Wars coverage. What do you think of Rhoda the Hutlet from Clone Wars coming back to challenge Boba for the throne of Tatooine in a game of in, in Game of Thrones style? I know Bring it on. I know Aftermath mentions Malakili, the Rancor keeper, raising a hutlet in Freetown where Cobb Vanth is the marshal. Malakili is possibly shown in Mando Chapter 9, but I wondered what your thoughts were. And maybe this is more fun to joke about than having actually come true. Keep up the great work fellas you know rhoda the hut is stinky from the clone wars movie he's a little baby hut that they have to go rescue from count dooku and shit i remember zorba the hut zorba the hut ain't canon anymore but boy do i remember those books <laughs> zorba the hut zorba the hut had like a beard bro like a braided yeah. hut beard or something um i don't know if it would necessarily be rhoda but i it's time for us to see some more live action huts.
0: Bring on a punk ass hutlet and like make him uh, practical effects. Yes, puppet. I,
2: I like regardless of what hut it is. Um, I think the opportunity to finally give us some more live action huts or a live action hut that's juicy, and I would love yeah. to see that, especially. If they did, like you said, and they brought him back as a puppet, which given what they've done in the Mandalorian so far, if they were going to do it again, I think he would be a live action. And that would be so cool. Also be funny to hear if somehow Boba Fett finds out that uh, Ahsoka used to call him stinky. (coughs) If he started talking shit to him, just hearing Tamora Morrison call um, like a teenage hut stinky.
0: (laughs) Watch him out, stinky.
2: Uh, next up, we've got an email from Fraser. Hey, Halls and Will. What an incredible finale. What an incredible series in general. Honestly, haven't felt this good about Star Wars since watching the prequel films as a kid. Brought back so many feelings. Could go on forever with my take on The Mandalorian, but it's just too much to cram into an email. Anyways, just a quick thought I had. Might be stating the obvious here, however. Do you think the choice to send Boba off in his ship instead of him being in the bridge at the end was on purpose not to ruin the handover moment by boba facing luke one of the guys who sent him into the pit kind of makes sense why they sent him off into hyperspace instead of just giving the ship some distance as he may have also recognized the x-wing just a thought great job as always frazier from newcastle uk uh
0: we kind of talked about that yeah i think boba was just fulfilling his part of the deal and that he was getting out Before things got terrible, you know? Well, yeah. There's too many of those TIE fighters on deck and you'll be overwhelmed. Well, and I also think like it was just
2: part of the plan. Like the whole part of the plan was to make it seem like he was chasing the Imperial shuttle. So he needed to bounce out. Um, And Now that
0: it's safe, he's got nothing to chase.
2: Right. And, and also like, you know, look at uh, the number of characters they had on that ship already. Was there anything that Boba could have done on that ship that, Everyone else wasn't already handling, you know what I mean? Would it have just been
0: overkill? Yeah,
2: you know what I mean? I think that might have been kind of it. I do think you would
0: have had to address a Boba Luke moment. Now you don't have to. Yeah, yeah.
2: All right, next up we have Coda. Hey guys, what an episode, right? I couldn't believe Luke came back in that post credit scene. I'm so pumped for this Boba Fett series. At first, I thought Boba had taken a bounty on Din or the Child, and I thought, oh no. But what I really want to get into is that I think there may be a Marvel-type civil war, but between Bo's Mandalorian group and the Watch, with Din having the Darksaber. Especially if the Armorer finds out about this. I'm glad we will be continuing Din's story. I'm sure this email is full of typos. Sorry about that, but keep up the good work, love the pod, and long live Boba. I definitely think that there is going to be a conflict between the Watch and and Bo-Katan's group of Mandalorians, and I think Din is going oh, yeah. to be caught in the middle. And I think, I think we're headed for
0: a conflict with every Mandalorian faction until they're united by Din.
2: Right, and and, and that's my question: Does he end up uniting them together somehow? to retake Mandalore, which you're probably right about that, where that's what's going to happen.
0: I think that's an inevitability. That, that that may be way down the road. That may be final season.
2: Yeah. Or or I honestly think he, and I think this season went a long way to sort of establish his just gradual distancing from the ideas of the watch or whatever. Right. But I think that's, I think he will ultimately go against their sort of r- religious zealot, super strict views on being a Mandalorian because throughout He's this whole season. Now. Yeah. Well, He's and th- through this whole season, we just sort of saw, you know, it, it being chipped away. So I do think, um, when it's all said and done that he will be, you know, much more, um, <clears throat> I don't know what the t- word I'm looking for here is much more temperate in his approach to being a Mandalorian. I mean, he he's already taken that helmet off in front of a few people now. <clears throat> he's got the dark saber. He's been around Bo. He's seen that you don't have to live a Mandal. You know, you don't have to live like he was. He was brought up like maybe he's like, damn, it's nice to get some fresh air every now and then.
0: Yeah. It's hot, it gets
2: hot in that helmet. <clears throat> All right. My, my upper lip be sweating <laughs> next up we've got kim what up moisture homies i don't wanna but i've gotta draw attention to the second most awkward episode of blue harvest big shout out to mrs saunders guest appearance played by curb your enthusiasm Susie essman the first of course is somebody's chair chef's kiss Quick question: Is Din Djarin the best candidate bec- to become Mandalore's leader? Look at all he's done. Earned Beskar, whipped ass, won back armor, stunt flying, earned more Beskar. Oh yeah. Was a good friend of Yoda, baby. Will Din be the leader of Mandalore at the end of season three? Bo-Katan is a way worse leader, right? K, whatevs. Love you guys. Ignite the grin. Kim the Manitoban Mandalorian. I gotta say, we got a lot of uh, praise for uh, Jackie Saunders appearance on the episode last week and man she's
0: an absolute delight
2: it's a fucking Blue Harvest classic already like if we were doing a, um, a late night infomercial for the best of Blue Harvest compilation CD Jackie's eggnog rant would be on there for sure no doubt
0: yeah absolutely I don't know that Den will I don't know I certainly don't know at the end of episode three. I think that may be first crossover event or even second.
2: Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know if it'll be end of season three, but in general, I don't know if Dan will be the leader of Mandalore. I feel like. You think he turns that over to Bo-Katan? I mean, he definitely does. not is
0: shaping up to look like a better leader at the moment.
2: Yeah. But you know, they can also do a lot of.
0: She could learn from him.
2: They Yeah, they can also do a lot of character development and changes as things go on. And, like, I don't know, man. I, I kind of wonder if that's where it's leading with him being, you know, the new heir to Mandalore or leader of Mandalore. But it also makes me wonder, like, will Sabine play a role? Will her family play a role? You know?
0: Again, she has to. You're talking about active in the universe, a Mandalorian. Yeah. They have to.
2: But she's also off looking for Ezra at some point, too. so you With know, Ahsoka. With Ahsoka. So we got to take that. Like, maybe when they come back. You know, I I, I do kind of wonder if it's going to be sort of a a Game of Thrones thing, whereas the next couple of seasons go on we see several people that could be possible candidates to lead for Mandalore, lead Mandalore. And maybe that's the big question that we're left with. Not, you know, it, but like that we're debating as the show goes on is like, right. who will be on the throne? You know what I mean? And then maybe there'll be like um, a Mandalorian in a fancy space wheelchair and he can he can see. He's got like the gift of second sight or whatever. He's the yeah. three-eyed... He's the three eyed Minok. Right? <laughs> you go with Minok? Well, it, it's flies. What would be the Star Wars equivalent of a raven?
0: I mean, uh, now that you say it, a Minok is probably the, the only thing I could think of. Right. But that makes me. I don't know. Uh, rats? But they don't fly. I don't know that they don't fly.
2: I don't think they do. Have we ever seen one? I think we have seen a Womp Rat canonically.
0: Do they? Uh, we, that's true. I bet they, they're jumping around like kangaroos in the episode one, if I'm not mistaken. So I i
2: think, yeah, he's the, the <clears throat> I lost my train of thought trying to think of another flying creature. And he's the three-eyed porg.
0: Aye, aye, aye. <laughs> boston Poor makes
2: though. me feel good
0: oh my goodness going to the pta <laughs>
2: all right we got one more email and then we'll call it a night this is from our buddy dave happy holidays dank ferrick after the initial shock wore off this luke thing has me in a weird place how i feel about it is dependent on what comes next if it's a precursor to the lessons that Luke was warning us against in the last Jedi, showing us the moxie and pious attitude that comes from being an infallible figure. I love it. But if those lessons are forgotten and this is seen as the real Luke, we should have gotten all gotten all along. I hate it. Okay. So we kind of touched on this. I, I just think it's a era appropriate version of uh, Luke Skywalker. And I think there'll definitely be people that take that stance but I don't necessarily think that's like the message of the episode. Either way, I think it's pretty weird that Luke is wearing the exact same clothing and has the exact same haircut as five plus years earlier. One of the things I always loved about Star Wars is that it feels like the characters have lives between the films. The characters progress off screen. They look and act differently between the episodes. It seems a missed opportunity to not do something simple like give Luke a beard. It may have also added benefit of covering up his face a little bit so he doesn't look so much like a CG mannequin. Looking forward to whatever comes next, though. Happy, getting, happy you're getting your Boba Fett show. Dave in South Florida. Hey, man, you wouldn't have heard me complain about Luke Skywalker having a beard.
0: Oh, no, that would have been cool.
2: Now, as far as him dressing. And a scar over one eye and an eye patch. <laughs> no, oh, no, too much.
0: Just the beard. I'm just, Big, I'm just taking beard. it to the 90s. He needs one arm shoulder with like three spikes on it. <laughs> a flat a top haircut. Yep, flat top. Belt with belt of patches.
2: With the, uh, oh, oh, ooh, a metal arm, like a full yeah. metal arm. We're yeah. taking this Rob Liefeld, super yeah. yoked, looking like a Power of the Force 2 figure.
0: Yes, sir. He's been doing force push-ups ever since Return of the Jedi. Um, I actually think it's appropriate for him to have the same clothes because I have the exact same hairstyle and style of t- black T-shirts and blue jeans that I've been wearing for the last five ten years, bro. You I'm, are
2: you were basically about to say the exact same thing. I was gonna say is that like if you look at a picture of me five years ago and a picture of me <laughs> today, it's gonna be the same thing: a black it's T-shirt. Like, it's either going to be a tool or a Star Wars t-shirt, depending on what's yeah. clean, uh, some jeans, and if it's cold outside, a black hoodie. So, yeah, I kind of get it. Luke is like me, man. He just don't want to change that fashion, and it is some sick fashion.
0: Halls used to make fun of me that I had the signature. I have would be wearing a blue button down, blue button down with the arms <laughs> rolled up, blue jeans, and flip-flops, and that's my uniform. That's the Will uniform usually.
2: Bruh, and I've got the same uniform. Not the same, but, like, I do the same shit. Black t-shirt to hide a little bit how fat I am. You know what I mean? That's why I like black. And some jeans. And some dirty-ass sneakers.
0: I learned the art of the black t-shirt from you.
2: I love a good black t-shirt.
0: It really, it changed my game.
2: Especially if it's a uh, a black t-shirt. That is the right material. I am weird about my t-shirt material, my dude.
0: I like just a black v-neck. Oh, like, gee, just I can't. the simple black v-neck.
2: I can't do the v-neck because I can't be showing that kind of cleave, my dude. You know what I mean? Whatever.
0: I want to see taco meat. I want to see the ground beef. <laughs>
2: cleave and taco meat. Yep. Yeah, I can't be doing that, my dude. That's That is a health code violation. I'm going to get written up. You're going to come to my house and there's going to be, you know how you go to a restaurant and they got their health code store, their score on the door. It's going to say 42 <laughs> for for Deep V, Fat Boy Cleave, and Taco Meat deductions. Do,
0: do, do you see the sign? It's supposed to say up for grabs, <laughs> but it says up for crabs. You know I got crabs, right?
2: <laughs> oh, man. Well, that's going to do it for us this week, guys. I'm going to double check. I think we hit everybody let me look yeah I believe we hit everybody so <clears throat> thank all you guys for your patience and for writing in and calling in. Uh, we really appreciate it and thanks for hanging it out hanging out with us in this uh, shitty year that has been 2020. I'm gonna go out on the limb here will and say something that nobody has said this year this stuff. year sucked
0: yeah right whoa
2: big revelation of being brave revelation. brave man on campus
0: fuck 2020 original fucking, thoughts fucking ass yeah
2: for real um
3: thanks Talk for about, hanging out with those
0: guys i if anybody was listening to the beginning of us at the beginning of the year and my add you know my my joy that that 2020 was like the year as a child I was like the future yeah well Fuck that. Marty McFly, you pass up 2020 at every fucking opportunity. Don't you come here. <laughs>
2: Man. Um, but yeah, thanks for hanging out with us. Um, you know we appreciate you guys. And uh, we're looking forward to what we got coming in the next year. We got our 300th episode just around the corner. Not Man. too long from now. Crazy.
0: Three hondo.
2: Our six year anniversary and three hundredth episode, you know um, some
0: marriages don't even make it that long shit I'm
2: surprised that uh, you know what I'm not surprised that we we've gone this long, but like
0: yeah, the tools and the talent
2: I'm surprised so many people have stuck around so long, <laughs> figured yeah, people right? would get <laughs> tired of my bullshit eventually
0: they would be huh. Like, Two nerdy guys talking Star Wars with a bunch of swearing. That never gets old. Yeah.
2: Um, But yeah, we got our 300th episode coming up. We've got who knows what kind of cool Star Wars happenings. And then, you know, slowly but surely a return to some sort of normal. And we'll be doing things. And maybe I'll get to hang out with Will. You know the other thing I was thinking today? We have not hung out in person in over a year i know how fucking crazy is that the last time we hung out was the night rise of skywalker came out
0: yep that's right
2: fucking lame man fucking lame man anyways guys thanks thanks again i hope you guys have a had an excellent holiday and i hope you have a wonderful new year and let's hope things are looking up, guys. I don't know. Sort of petered out here at the end. We love you guys. And uh, until next week, when I guess I'll be, uh, we'll, we'll be maybe talking about a little High Republic and whatever the else the hell is going on. This has been Blue Harvest, and I'm Halls Burkhart. And I'm Will Witten. May the Force be with you.
0: May the Force be with
2: all of you.
4: May the Force be with us.